0: following
1: program is rated TV-M-A-L. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences.
0: That is right, ladies and gentlemen, it is TV-M-A and welcome everyone to the top five picks here of the week here on Circle Debate, ladies and gentlemen. This is the host, TV's one I've been seeing here with my other host, me Familia, the greatest faction of all time, fellow four horsemen. But of course, um, Matt Callis is not here today because he's doing... Uh,
2: Invisible hand things, whatever he's doing. I don't want to know. After what happened with Mae Young 20 years back, I don't want to know what that means at all. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. That is, that is a different list. That is right.
0: Let <laughs> introduce my host, ladies and gentlemen, of course, of the Nero of all the Neros because he's the DeLorean that takes you back in time, because, of course, this man. You're going to see some serious shit. That's right, you'll see that on Monday, ladies and gentlemen, yes, it like What's
1: Thank good, you? everybody? Hope everyone's having a good Friday.
0: And of course, the man, the host with the most, <laughs> business, he's the <laughs> director, coast to coast, he's the one directing you everywhere, anywhere, ladies and gentlemen, because especially listening and watching this. New day, shine. I can live with this. Oh, say- All right, ladies and gentlemen, the director himself, the one and only Chris Kennedy. Please. Got my
2: carrying cross glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> I've mean, been fucking champion and new. Very excited for what's going on in the world of Rob, but that is not what this show is about tonight. We are talking about the top five cage matches of all time. And me and Ivan mm-hmm. had a little sideboard a couple days ago when we decided to do this list. This is strictly, in. I don't know if De Niro was in on this, top five actual cage matches, not Elimination Chambers, not Hell in a Cell's, no roof, escape the cage rules. That's how I built my list. You guys can do whatever you want.
1: I have maybe (laughs) one that doesn't fit that criteria, so maybe I wasn't in on the conversation.
2: (laughs) You're new here. I forgive you.
1: All right, I'll get the pass. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Oh,
0: man. Looks like we got the... But of course, the wheel of picks. Who's who's gonna go first? Give their picks. Oh, let's, 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 let's go ahead and spin that wheel. Let's see who goes first.
1: Big money, big money. I what that the first. fuck, yeah. man? I
0: mean, I'm <laughs> always... that's bullshit. It's always like it's bullshit. the last couple of weeks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Oh. God, let me remove my name before I forget. Jesus.
2: <laughs> you gotta go twice.
0: Oh bullshit. Jesus Christ. Hold on. Let me just remove it. Okay. Damn. Damn. Ooh, this is, hey, you know what? You just <laughs> Baruch, where are you? Can you say it for me? Damn. That's right. It is hard for me, man. But yes, we're here to do our top five. How you know the director said it. Cage matches only. No Hell in Cells and none of that. Uh, no Asylums, need, not Lion's Den, none of that. So this is going to be a tough, <laughs> tough picks right here. Uh, all right. Let me start off with my number five. My number five will be SummerSlam 1997. <laughs> Mankind versus Triple H in a steel cage match. And this is the one where Mick Foley, Mrs. Foley, baby boy, made his impact here. No pun intended. Impact, but he made his impact here by jumping off the cage and taking off the mask and removing taking removing his shirt off and then the tie, the tie too like and the no that was what he's doing. No, no, he still had the uh, the brown uh, attire. He okay. Still, I remember him.
2: Somewhere in a cage match, he was trying to take his tie off and got stuck or some shit, but maybe not that one. Oh, no, 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 yeah. You know what? I'll look for it for you. So, But,
0: yes. But that match was great. It was epic to see. And it made both of these individuals because this is a time when, I believe, where Triple H was uh, unpunished. And obviously, because of the whole click situation, so now they brought him back and they started doing, bringing him back up, you know, up In the middle level, and they put him, you know, they put him on the storyline with Mick Foley. Uh and it was a great match. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say it, it was. And then you know, Mankind is a big fanatic of Superfly Jimmy Snooker. So, of course, yeah. you know, Mick Foley, uh Mick Foley, of course. Uh let me see if I can find a picture of it. But this uh this match was great. I really enjoyed it. It wasn't bad, it was actually it made Mick Foley for the first time. And not only really that, we were... Now, this, I think this is the first time we see him was him taking off that mask for the first time. So, I mean... sorry. Yeah. Yes, this was the first time that they t- he took off his mask. So, um, kudos to him. And that match was great. And let me see. This is... Oh, there's the picture. This is the one I wanted to show you guys. Let's see. Let me put it right here. Found it. This is where he was on top of the cage. He took it off. He was like, fuck it. I'm going to jump it. And that's what he took <laughs> He fucking did it. Oh,
1: my God. You know, he was supposed to have a dude love, like, painted on tattoo under there. But because of the sweat during the matchup, it wiped off. So when he ripped a shirt, it was supposed to have a dude love heart, and it was supposed to be his character change.
2: Because his old footage, if you go back and watch, like, Beyond the Mat, when they showed Mick Foley when he was doing dude love when he was, like, 16, he would jump yeah. off his house like that. Onto yeah.
1: mattresses, yeah.
2: Yeah, I remember that. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. Really? Okay.
1: I think he said, like, in one of those, like, one-man shows, like, this was supposed to be the moment where he reveals dude love, so he rips the shirt, It's there's supposed to be a heart on it, but you just see, like, a red blotch there, because <laughs> by the time, like, after the match, all the sweat, like, it was, like, the paint just, like, ran.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Yes, indeed. Now, my number four will be TNA Lockdown 2010- Kurt Angle versus Ken Anderson. I'm going to say why I chose this one. Because this their feud was so epic at that time. And this is when Kurt Angle, he grabbed the keys of the cage. And he just fucking, he had the opportunity to escape and leave the cage. But he decided to fucking stay. And beat the living shit out of Ken Anderson. Um, that, I, I remember that clearly. Because they, you know, and she, she, kudos to, shout out to Ken Anderson for a great performance. But, man, just seeing that right there, you see, you know, Ken Anderson. Oh, yeah, he was getting his ass with her. Kurt Angle was, like, really killing him. Like, let's see. I'm trying to find another picture uh, where Kurt Angle was really destroying him. But, man, like, oh, I can tell you that. That match, if you have not seen it go back to TNA Lockdown 2010, That was a great storytelling match. I can tell you that because it, you know, we, this is the first time we see the angle with that ruthless aggression. And yes, Anderson is busted open. Yes, he was, oh, yeah. No bueno. But that's my number four. My number three. Oh, man. (laughs) Hold on. Let me pull the picture because I think this is the one that you guys are going to be like. You son of a bitch. Oh, I wanna hold on. Hold on. I will yeah, look for that picture. Come on, give me that picture. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Um, uh, let's see. Damn you, damn you, damn you. Oh, yes. yes. I found it. All right. My number three. February fourteenth, 1998.
2: Oh, nice. Yes, I put on the four. Ninety
0: eight. That is right. St. Valentine's Day Massacre, Vincent Kennedy McMahon versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. And this a is the match. debut where Paul White made his debut. And, th- and we all remember that, but we all remember this. Of course, McMahon flying off, landing on the edge of the table. And man, his tailbone broke. That's when he broke his tailbone. And he still went out yeah. the whole match. I was like, fuck, how the hell can you still go through the whole match? But man, this was fantastic. I, I've been just seeing that. Oh my God. But, ah, uh, and this is, I remember this clearly. You know, I was like kind of a teen, I was a teenager. Like, um, I remember, I was a junior high. No, actually, I had one uh, freshman year, actually. No, yeah, high school. So, uh, this one I do for sure remember because, ah, uh, I was shitting bricks because Austin. I thought Austin lost the fucking match. Remember when he <laughs> got thrown out the cage, and I thought he lost the match. I'm like, he's oh, no, he's gonna lose his WrestleMania match. This was for WrestleMania 15, and then yeah. no, and, and no, he ended up winning. Even he looked at the ref, He's like, "What you I won?" But like, he <laughs> thought he lost. And I remember that shit. And oh, Austin was just living. All oh, man, that was I enjoyed it. It was fucking awesome, man. That was you no know, great- people don't.
1: People, people don't really give Vince McMahon enough credit for taking risks himself. Like, he, he never asked anybody to do anything he wouldn't do himself. And this match really proved that.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> oh, yeah, that bump was super clean. Like, obviously, he was checking his landing, but he, I mean, he landed perfectly flush. He had to, yeah. like, 180 rotate to go parallel to the table. It was pretty clean. What's up, Jake Jacko? I don't know. Jacko Robinson, welcome to the show. It was good. got his name.
0: See, this is right. Like, this is the one right here. <laughs> oh man, even Austin was like, "What? I, I won? I don't even remember this shit." <laughs> oh, man, that was awesome. That was good shit. That was this really is such great. good shit. It was good shit. I will tell you that it was. I enjoyed it. Those, that was the best. was probably one of the best times of all time for me as a you know pro wrestling fan. I don't, I don't
2: think there was a second. There wasn't a closer second than Attitude Era. Ninety-eight Attitude Era, literally from January WrestleMania to WrestleMania. Um, 14, yeah. 15. Perfect. I agree. Yeah. In both yeah. companies, too. Yeah. Yeah. That was where and Money Night awards. You started to see the shift tilt. You know, you saw it go from NWO to DX. In my opinion, those are the two. Like, that's really what did it. Austin. Mm hmm. Wrong, wrong way. Okay.
0: All right. 20. We'll see. We'll see. Future teller. Future teller right here. We'll <laughs> see. My well, number two. SummerSlam 1994, mm. Bret the Hitman Hart versus Owen Hart, brother versus brother. This was a technical tech- match. And seeing these two guys, the rivalry was one of the best, I think, for me uh, during that year, during that time from WrestleMania, like heading into WrestleMania 10, like right after 9. And then after that, we see Owen Hart making his debut with Coco Beware. And then later on, joined Bret. And then that's when we see the whole shebang. then did him. Turning on bread, so I mean, but this man, all I can tell you that this match was incredible. I, uh, if people have not seen it, I highly recommend for you guys to go back and see it because it, yeah. for me, it was a banger of a match. Uh, a lot of technical and especially that suplex, man, superplex off the top rope. Oh, I really enjoyed it. Let's
2: see, let's see, what do you say? The rock, man- oh, I like oh, that. that. I mean, that's. That's kind of cool. I'm predicting the Rock wins Royal Ro- Ro- Rumble 2023. That's a good I prediction. I don't hate that. Fight for Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39. That'd be fucking sick, dude. <laughs> yeah. Ho- in Hollywood, where the Rock, you know, is, yeah, a little sideboard, but I don't hate that at all. No, no, no. No, nah, I definitely
1: do want to see that match happen eventually.
2: Yeah. Rock would carry that match for sure. You see what oh, yeah, wrestler. yeah. Yeah. You see oh, a real wrestler God. when the guy's not doing fi- 15 orange punches in a row. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> oh, right, man yes mess.
2: this once again go look at
0: this match because this match was incredible right here man i really enjoyed it this was oh man i, I always like brett's
1: attire from that match it looked like he like splatted paint all over his regular gear
0: <laughs> oh that's right yeah i and me too i loved it too oh it's the case was what on Dan? that's a case it on It's a case good damn breeding he, i think he yeah he was He was it was, it was John, one more time? No, no. Nope. That, no one, that, that one I'll pass on. I'll don't pass. Give us don't. We don't want that. <laughs> oh man, número uno. I don't. I might get shit on this, but i Don't know what your number one is. If
2: that was your number two, your number one better be good, buddy. Hey. Raw. Oh, right. Okay. Not mad. Not mad. <laughs>
0: not mad. <laughs> Kurt oh, Angle man. versus Chris Benoit on the episode of Raw June 11, 2001, when, uh, when Kurt Angle, come on, Kurt Angle, the moonsault off of there, Benoit, the flying headbutt off of there. Insane. Just, man, you want to talk about technical, that's why I put them at two to one, because you had the past of the technical wrestlers to the future at that, that year, that era of Kurt Angle and Benoit. I mean, shit. I mean... Why the hell not? Why would you not want to put that as your number one? I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm speaking about professional wrestling of Benoit, not what he did. So which that's another topic. But yeah, it shouldn't be discussed. But yes, that match was insane. I'm trying to see if there's a picture of Angle doing the moonsault, but there is a picture of Benoit doing the headbutt. Benoit. Benoit. <laughs> Benoit. With Ben Noy doing the headbutt, and let's see, uh, put it right nice. there.
1: The risk that they took in that matchup was insane,
0: for sure.
2: Yeah, that was on oh, Raw, too.
1: Geez. That was even a paper, yeah, that,
2: that was a big deal, right there. That was, that was free, that was free TV for sure. Oh yeah. man,
0: hell yeah, Jesus. Let's see, where's the, I want to see where's the card angle moonsault, man? I'm looking for that one. That's the one I would love to. He missed to find. it, too, right? He missed it. Yeah he, it, yeah, he missed it. He missed it. Imagine.
1: Oh. Imagine being 15 feet up and then doing a backflip, knowing that I have to land right on my face.
0: Yeah, like I'm fucking, fucking shit. Your stuff. For real. I wonder if I can upload it here. I'm just curious. Let's see. I think I can. Let's see. I'm gonna try it right now. Let's see. There. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doesn't show the actual video. I think if there is a video to this, it's a a, a gift. <laughs> mm. I never tried a gift here before. Let's. No, nah, it won't let me. Fuck it. But yeah, that's. Yeah, that's Kurt Angle trying to move salt. Oh, man. Oh, crazy times. But that is my list, man. This is a hard fucking list. This is one of the hardest lists for me because I had to go back and do my research of what is a, the best cage matches, man. This is ah, it's tough, man. This is one of the toughest lists, man. Whoever yeah. chose this one, you guys did it right. You did, did righteous. I don't know who did. I think
2: I don't know who it was. I think that was, that. That was us. I was, I was like both of you. For me or somebody, I don't
0: even know. Somebody.
1: <laughs> Someone just revealed it to me and they they were like, find some cage matches to watch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Now we we'll go back to the wheel. See who goes next. Brought to you by Capital One. And join old present spending money. And Lowe's. Enjoy your round coming. Amen. Oh, man. oh right. uh, De Niro, you? you are up. All
1: right. Well, like I said before, this is going to be a list of my favorite cage matches and not probably the best cage matches, even though there's going to be a few repeats from what Ivan just said. But oh, anyway, my, yeah, two. My number five is from Lockdown 05, AJ Styles and Abyss. It was the main event of Lockdown that year, the very first Lockdown. And it was an, a real phenomenal matchup, no pun intended. This matchup was insane. <laughs> Uh, Abyss is coming down, and AJ Styles starts out the match by doing a flip dive outside of the cage, like through the cage door, which was insane. They were battling all over the impact zone before they even got into the cage. And then from there, the match was just on, and it was brutal as hell. We had thumbtacks. AJ Styles had an amazing dive from the top of the cage. Uh, Styles clashed onto Abyss. Now, if you think about it, Styles is a smaller guy. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, and he did a Styles Clash on a 350-pound 6'8 monster.
2: That I have to watch that. I, I don't physically see how that...
1: He, he, he wasn't it, able like, to get the legs through. He picked him up and then just dropped him. It was insane. So, insane. Yeah, okay. But definitely an amazing matchup, and a matchup that led to uh, AJ Styles winning and then going on and becoming the NWA champion from uh, beating Jeff Jarrett the next month. But definitely a phenomenal matchup and one of the more underrated matches in CNA history. My number four, this is the one where I said that it might not fit the criteria that you guys said about having like a traditional cage match. It is from uh, Death Before the or Ring of Honor 2006. It is Team Ring of Honor versus Team CZW, Cage of Death. This was an absolute war. You, and a who's who in the indie world, like I have it written down here on who was on both teams. For CZW, you had Chris Hero, Claudio Castagnoli, Eddie Kingston, Nate Webb, and the Necro Butcher versus Ace Steel, B.J. Whitmer, Brian Danielson, Homicide, Samoa Joe. Like, how could you get more, like, intense than that? Like, you have insane names in this match. It was pretty much a death match. A cage surrounded the ring. You had weapons everywhere. Homicide came out with fucking forks, and everyone was just stabbing each other. It was one of the more brutal matches in Ring of Honor's history, and the matchup was significant because it was a year-long war between CZW and Ring of Honor. And it was like who was going to be that Philadelphia promotion that was able to run shows in ECW arena after ECW like went away. And they were both like always taking shots at each other. You had the Deathmatch company taking shots at the pure wrestling company and then they go to war. And it was absolutely insane. Like if you haven't seen that matchup, it's about like an hour and a half. That's how long the match is. Go check that matchup out. Still one of my favorite Ring of Honor matches of all time.
0: Is that it? Uh, That's, That's his whole list. <laughs> yeah, <it's> oh, <laughs> See you guys. Mean, no, no, no. The, 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 the <laughs> no,
1: nah, that, that, that wasn't it. Um oh, well, that was, that was, was from name? like the later years.
0: Those later years? Okay. Was it, years. it on was it a comment zone or was it in Ring of Honor Arena? It was a Ring of
1: Honor. <laughs> Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonored. What year was this? 2006
0: yeah. yeah. I'm curious to know. Yeah, tell you like
1: check that match out if you haven't seen it. Insane.
0: How was that cage? Was that cage? Oh wait, this. I. I it was a yellow cage.
1: cage that surrounded the whole ringside.
0: Okay, looks like I found it, but I don't. I can't find the opponents. Let me see. Let me show you the opponents. I
1: found I found the cage. Yeah, show, the, show the cage though, because it was very unique. It wasn't like any other cage
0: match I've ever seen before. This is a fucking huge cage though. Hold on, but yeah, let's see. This is a fucking huge cage. Let's see. Uh, is, is that Yeah, there we go. There fuck! we go. That match was insane. I got to look back. I got to see that. That Yeah, I think
1: think it's free on YouTube. If I'm not mistaken, the last time I saw it, it was on YouTube, the whole matchup in in its entirety. Like, I'll send it to you guys. Definitely check out that matchup because, especially for that time, like having Joe, Danielson, Chris Hero, Claudio, Homicide, uh, Adam Pierce, Eddie Kingston, all in one matchup and all just going to war. It was insane. My number three – my number three is the Kurt Angle-Chris Benoit matchup from Raw. For everything you just said, it was absolutely insane. Free TV, we saw a classic. Uh, both men just taking risks, diving off the top of the cage. Kurt Angle missing the, uh, the moonsault, which I believe he said he got his first concussion from that. Because like he had whiplash and hit his head on the mat from the moonsault. And then I can only imagine that Chris Benoit had a concussion from that too, doing a fucking diving headbutt from the top of the cage. Nonetheless, like this matchup was absolutely insane. I'm not going to go into the full details. You just did that. And then my number two is Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, SummerSlam 94. So it was the two that you mentioned. I put the Bret Hart and Owen Hart matchup over the Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit matchup for what Dan said in the comments about the family being a ringside and Owen Hart like berating the family the whole time. And then in that matchup is when we had Jim Anvil, nightheart try to jump the cage. And then you had all the family members jumping the guardrail, trying to get into the cage to save Brett at the end of the matchup. And that family drama, I think, puts that matchup just a notch over the Kurt Angle-Chris Benoit matchup, in my opinion. It was just awesome to see a technical masterpiece inside of the cage because then you also had, like, your brutal spots, like you said, the superplex from the top of the cage. And then you had the family drama. It just was, like, the perfect story being told. In that matchup, so I definitely put that as my number two. My number one may not be the best cage match of all time, but it's my personal favorite cage match of all time. TNA Turning Point 2004 tag match: Triple X versus America's Most Wanted. Of course, absolute classic match. classic, classic, classic. Elix Skipper walking the top will live on forever as one of the greatest moments in TNA Impact history. Right. And then on top of that, it was, um, it was a bloodbath, amazing matchup. And then also the stipulation was the losing team can never team up again. So there was that added drama to it. And it was one of the early, I believe that was only the second time we've seen the Six Sides of Steel too. And that was the first time we saw it on pay-per-view. So that matchup was just amazing. Like too many spots to talk about. It was about like 35 minutes of just nonstop tag team masterpiece, you know, I wish you could show the video of this because this is just absolute insane. Like, just the balls to do something like that. Like, people talk about Daredevils. Like, that was on pay per view. Imagine, like, one slip up and something could go seriously wrong. And if he doesn't get hurt, then he's going to be the laughing stock of wrestling after that. So it's like to take that risk was insane. And Elix Skipper somebody who is extremely underrated. Hell From his time yeah. In WCW, TNA. Check out some of the early. NWA TNA pay-per-views, his matches with AJ Styles were insane, matches with Amazing Red was insane, but check out this matchup, it is, in my opinion, top three or top four best matches in TNA history, not just cage matches, but TNA history, that whole company, this matchup is right there with it, AMW, a tag team that was known as the top tag team in TNA Triple X was their perfect foil because they were able to break them down. And there was even parts in this feud where they were able to turn them against each other. This matchup was absolutely insane. It's a masterpiece. Like I said, it may not be the best cage match of all time, but it is my absolute favorite because I remember mm-hmm. seeing it live on pay-per-view and I believe it was the first time I seen a TNA three-hour pay-per-view was that one. It was like the second pay-per-view. Yes. And after I saw that, I was hooked like had to watch TNA by any means. It wasn't on spike yet, so by any means, I had to watch TNA after that, especially that matchup.
0: So I can tell you that that shit remind me like when you mentioned TNA, when DirecTV TV had remember they were announcing it on DirecTV, and I'm like, okay, what is this? You know, all- yeah. I ended up ordering it was, like on it Fox was- Sports Net. Yeah, it was a yes. Yeah. I remember that. Oh man, most of the, all the- I I know was- that
1: matchup was freaking insane, and the the call like shout out to Don West and Mike Taney because yeah. those early TNA pay per views. That commentary team was bar none, in my opinion, the best. Like, especially Don West, the way he would just mark out for everything. Like, that was amazing. Like, (laughs) you got to be kidding me. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, yo, you don't see nobody else, like, going crazy like that. Like, he added to the excitement. And definitely, you know, prayers to Don West. I know he's battling cancer right now. So, definitely prayers sent out to Don West. But Don West and Mike Tanay, in my opinion, is one of the best tag team commentators of all time.
0: The professor, man. The professor. Yes, sir. Oh, I miss that. I miss my today, man. Oh, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome fucking list, man. I love it. Thank you, Thank director.
2: Best what I... is up? Yeah, so my list is very similar to how you filtered it. It's uh, to me, it's like the most impactful, most important, and also my favorites of those in an order. Um, so I have a very detailed, but I'll make it you know shorter than it should be. Uh, number five. I think this was, I don't remember, if the, uh, I couldn't figure out if this was NWA match on a TNA pay-per-view or a TNA pay-per-view on an NWA match, so I think De is going to have to help me out with this. Miracle's Most Wanted versus Triple X in the first ever TNA cage match. But yeah, was that, was,
1: a- that, was, that was in uh, TNA, but that was like the NWA TNA weekly pay-per-views, like when they were on like every Wednesday. So, yeah, so yeah. I knew you
2: would know the answer to that. because I, I was That was in like so-
1: the four-sided cage, right? Not the six-sided? Of- yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's where
2: I was confused. Yeah, Because this was a four-sided cage, but still back in the six-sided TNA days. So I was yeah. like, where was this actually held? But it was the first time they wrestled together. And it definitely set the precedent for things to come between these two tag teams. Um, America's, Most, America's Most Wanted, the big spot of the night was the ending sequence where they hit the death sentence, which essentially was like, what was it? Was it the Sidewinder that the Blackjacks did, Billy Gunn and Bart Gunn? It was like a sidewalk I, slam with the leg drop.
1: The leg drop, yeah.
2: Yeah, it was basically that, but from the fucking top of the cage. And brutal. I want to um, talk about
1: breaking and tailbone. Yeah, Shit.
2: oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah,
1: look at the height on that. Landed right yeah. in your ass. Dude, how did you get that so fast?
2: Ivan's a mountain. Goddamn, bro. What that? You're like, <laughs> you have to be prepped. Yeah. Um, Flash. How tall that cage is, too. I don't know if that cage is taller than... That's like a hell in a cell-high cage, for sure. But that, leading into my number four... That looked like Abyss. Was that Abyss? That was Abyss in AJ. That wasn't the right picture. You fucked that one up. You're not, okay. (laughs) I know, I'm confused. But my number four came a year later. It was number one on DeLorean's list. It was turning point 2004. America's Most Wanted versus Triple X in the rematch. In the six-sided cage. Not only did Eli Skipper hit that highlight reel forever, running across the cage, top rope Rana, but he also, I think, took a bump from the top, or at least the middle of the top to the outside at some point during that match, I think.
1: I think that was the it, first one when uh, he that, fell outside probably, of the cage and he was yeah, trying to get like, back. Yeah. I he, believe that was the four sided one
2: Like rolled into like the stairs and the cage, and the, the barricade. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, not that one. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> I'll get there. But yeah. So the first match was in the four sided ring. Second match, the match triple X still, I think still lost the second one. Yeah. I don't know if it was ever a third match. You can probably confirm or deny, but. Both of those, number five and number four, some of the best cage matches, high spots for galore. That's, it was, I mean, you could say technical, but it was definitely technical off the top of that cage for sure. That's a fact. (sighs) Number three, Kurt Angle, Raw, 2001. What can be said that hasn't been said before? I don't remember the storyline per se where Austin fit in the sequence, but I don't even know if he needed to be included in that besides just Austin being on television, who he came in at the end and kind of interfered for really after the match was over. So, I can't really say anything you guys didn't say. Free TV, one of the greatest cage matches of all time. Those guys can wrestle their asses off. And who knew? Knowing what Kurt Angle was able to do in every cage match he's ever been is a highlight reel. This Olympic freaking gold medal wrestler became one of the best cage match wrestlers of all time. Wild, wild story just in in that character going from Olympic wrestler to moonsaults off a 30-foot cage or, you know, 13 feet. I don't really know. It looks huge. <laughs> 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 number two a throwback one of the first cage matches of all time Bob Backlund Jimmy Snuka Match since our guide in 1982 for the heavyweight title WWF at the time Backlund is one of the best wrestlers of all time he was just you said Backlund, yeah, on the Jimmy Jim Snuka. Snuka oh forgot about that man
1: the legendary one
2: yeah Backlund one of the best champions of all time I think also on the list of like longest reigning champions of all time Snooka, the first high flyer of all time. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Um, He missed, Snooka missed the super fly off the top of the cage. uh, And Backlund was able to escape to, I think that was and new. I have to double check. But legendary and the fact that that match is, I'm 38. 41 years old, something like that. <laughs> Go back and watch that, and you'll be as entertained as you were probably for the Angle-Benoit match, um, in my opinion, which puts it at number two because they were doing it before anyone else, and that to me matters. Who was first to do it definitely is a huge statement for sure. That looks like, uh, yeah, that's the right match. Yeah, yeah. it is. It is. Yeah. yeah, please My number one, because of the story, because of the climate, because – Kayfabe was still real to me, damn it! In 1994, people thought that the family was breaking up, and it was Bret Hart, Owen Hart, SummerSlam '94. This is back before people didn't have any idea; they had no idea it was fake. This is before the steroid trials, where Vince had to admit it. Mm-hmm. Owen putting the sharpshooter on Bret, yelling, "I'm going to break his leg," knocking the family off the cage. Jim Neidhart, British Bulldog, the Superplex. Um, this is one of the first. Real brother versus brother matches that I can remember. I don't think Devon Erick's ever had something like this. Obviously, Kane and Taker wasn't for another, like, five years. um,
1: (laughs) There was people crying in that crowd. Like, if you remember that matchup, they showed, like, women crying in the crowd. Yeah. Thinking that this is, like, a family just being destroyed in front of their very eyes.
2: Too hard looking as excited as always. (laughs) 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 Yeah, this is is the iconic penultimate cage match. It was the, the blue cage, which... I loved that thing. That thing looked like it hurt when you got thrown into it. Oh, hell yeah. The fencing, the fencing cage that we know now, like the Hell in a Cell cage that they still use for cage matches, that is definitely much more forgiving than those straight-up prison bars they were using in the 90s. That thing looked like it hurt. And you had to escape the cage over it in this one. I don't even know if this one had the door. Um, so which one? This the blue one or the, you talking the blue, about the, blue, the new one now? Oh, the one. I don't think the blue one had the door to walk yeah, in, did it? it, it yeah, it had the door lock, but it. it, okay. it yeah, yeah, it did, but you could yeah, escape was, through the door, not just. Over. Yeah, I believe so because no. I
1: remember there was a, there was a, a a sequence where Owen was going for the door and Brett kept on pulling him back, and then Brett went for the door, Owen pulled him back, and they did that that's like right. a couple were times. Like
2: 20, 20 escape attempts. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want to watch the greatest cage match of all time, it's not violent, it's not the most technical, it's not the most spotty, but it is the most emotional cage match of all time, and that's okay, why. You see right there. Yeah. yeah, all right. I was, I was, yeah, I was ten, literally, when this came out. So, yeah. <laughs> Man, wow. You know,
1: like I, I mentioned it last week when we were talking about bringing up this topic for this week. Those, the blue bars was not just like a lot more violent, but I feel like it was so much more like cosmetically pleasing for us to watch at home because. Yeah. Too. yeah it was much easier to see i was mentioning that like the camera can't go into the like the chain link fence so like you would have to see through the chain link fence to see the cage match where here they could fit the camera through the bar so you could see within the ring and like i remember being there live for a blue bars cage match and i was there live for a regular cage match and even there live i gotta say it was a lot funner to watch when it was the blue bars because it's easy for the fans to see as well
2: right yeah definitely that's mm. my list. I don't really have. We, we didn't have any honorable mentions. Um, I don't know. It's if fucking any- hard. It's fucking <laughs> hard yeah. to find them. On. <laughs> I mean, fucking brutal coming up with just five standard ones and uh, right. not a lot. There was a couple crossover matches. The turning Point 2004, The angle. The Owen Hart match. If we were to make an agreeable top three, it would probably be those right there. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the only honorable I could throw is
0: Eddie Guerrero, JBO, SmackDown. That's probably one of my, one mm. of my uh, good ones that I enjoyed. Other one, I can say Rikishi Venus. This is where Rikishi got made. I think it was an episode of Raw. Oh, yeah. Rikishi did the splash. See if it, it died, he that died that the top. He died from the top, I think. I mean, he was already made, man, made already when he joined Too Cool, when the whole glasses and that. He was already there. But I feel like this one made him, because he was a first, I think he was like a heavy man to do a splash off the steel, that steel cage. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know who else could I think who has done by far like that. I mean, what are, you know? What's funny? I don't see no WCW here mentioned or ECW. What, what, what the with that? I, I'll tell you what.
1: There was my honorable mention was going to be an ECW one because I did write it down, but I just didn't think that it would be better than the top five that I had. And it was uh, I believe, Gangsters Paradise '95. It was New Jack and Mustafa versus the Eliminators. That was an oh. amazing cage matchup.
2: It was the Raven Tommy Dreamer when Raven was tied to the cage. That technically didn't end, right? Or was that even a thing? That that was an official match, or was that just?
1: I believe it was a a tag match, or whatever that ended with like run ins from like everybody, and then it ended yeah. with Tommy Dreamer locked in the cage and then hitting, didn't with a yeah. winner.
2: I, can say. I guess the fans won. The highlight reels won for sure.
1: Yeah, the chair shot heard around the world.
2: Damn! That was oh cool. man, man!
0: Always you guys gotta do a, a, a Delorean episode with just ECW.
1: And I'm with it. I cover the, I cover ECW every Wednesday. Every Wednesday that. we go back in time, watch Hardcore TV. So I am with it.
0: Absolutely, Absolutely. you guys. Yeah, hell yeah. That's what you guys gotta do. It just oh, sucks because the
1: Hardcore TV is on Peacock, and like if you're not watching ECW with its like original audio, then shit's hard to sit through all that yeah, dope audio. Imagine.
2: I can't imagine listening with bleeps.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they they bleep even though they give it a rated MA, right? And they have a warning: oh, this is for mature audience. Beforehand, they still bleep out everything.
2: They still blur a I mean, lot. Blur all, the, all the Francine thong, thong shots. Yep.
0: Damn! <laughs> oh my god! They...
2: The four the four corners pile driver with her ass in the. Anyways. <laughs> Everybody got to see. Boom. Yeah. Man,
0: before we even did, I know taste Friday, ladies and gentlemen, so I know this is off the topic, but just very brief on what we saw on SmackDown, of course. It's and within one week. Huh? Spoiler it's alert. Spoiler.
2: This it, happened like 10 minutes ago,
0: was Within one week, we already saw, of course, now carrying K- Cross is back on SmackDown. Paul Lebeck is doing... Such wonders right now with next within these past six days, you could say, or say a week you could give it now. But it's just the beginning. We're not hold your horses. Don't go too crazy. Don't go
2: don't go. I would not love yet. to be in the room when he makes them calls when he's like Hey uh Dakota, yeah. No, yeah, come on back. No, we got you.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know we fucked up, <laughs> but
2: <laughs> hey Karen, did you uh you want that title? Yeah come through on friday. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure those conversations are short and sweet. I promise. Yeah. And I, well, what else I, do you guys expect though? What is what
0: else do you guys expect? What's the key what's the missing pieces that are still missing
2: for these returns that we're seeing? Naomi and, and Sasha, that's the last I mean that's one of the biggest missing pieces that we're waiting for and I think he's already got that deal done. It's just timing. I think he's fucking not fucking with us, but I think he's definitely going to like string us along a little bit because here we are talking about it and it hasn't happened yet. I think that yeah. uh, I think there might be potentially a fourth in the, uh, the Bailey group. And then uh Naomi and Sasha finish off the new horse women with uh, Bianca and Bex. Oh.
1: I, I mean, I could also see how they could come back. They announced tonight that the tag team women's tournament that they've been talking about for months is actually going to take place starting this Monday on raw. So I could see like a whole tournament playing, out and then having like the winners come out, they win the, the tag titles and then have Sasha and Naomi come back and be like, "We never lost those belts. Those belts are ours." And then have like a few. Well,
2: technically, ours. they may never lost those belts, but uh, it, I mean, was pretty iconic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Too bad one one is knocked up. One is knocked up. Yeah,
1: congratulations!
0: Uh, congratulations! But
2: uh, that Sean Spears is perfect ten. Yes, the job. Okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I haven't seen him for a while in uh, AEW either. I, I literally yeah. just realized he's not in – well, MJF also kind of been missing too. We're not missing, I think they're definitely going to do something badass with him soon. So that yeah. all kind of ties together. Yeah, there's a lot of things he can do. Uh, I don't know how many rights he's going to correct that quickly or he's even interested in. The Karrion crossing thing is definitely a big one. I think he's already erased the memory of that one Raw debut. Um, Yes, <laughs> thank God. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, no busted up gladiator gear yeah. with the mask I, or whatever I, the hell. I, I look don't, like a I don't damp- know what
2: else. I don't know what else he has in his in his back pocket. But I'm excited. I'm going to be watching. I'm watching. I'm going to watch SmackDown pretty much right now. Um, I would I'm love gonna, to see Johnny Gargano. That's a big. That's a big tell yeah. right there. People are waiting for that one right there. He already. They already fixed the Bex sting. You know, she went back on the fucking Blade Runner character, which was whatever. Obviously. Repping the shirt, so uh, all is right in the world. And then, and then uh, uh, Bray
0: Wyatt is missing. I think for me, and I think that's once you get Bray Wyatt back, I think that's that's it. I think there's nothing else. Yeah. All all, all, all going to do now is attract free agency. I want to go over there now. So I mean, that's the only thing it will be. I mean, that's
1: why I said on Thursday or yesterday. Right? That's why I said that AEW needs to keep their talent happy. Because right now, if there's contracts that would be coming up, like I'm sure the way that it's going to play out is people are going to try and test the free agent market and want to see what WWE can offer them now. Especially yeah. now, like without the limitations of oh, well, they only want six four, two hundred fifty pound wrestlers. You know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting when we have some free agents on the AEW uh, roster. It's just the way I see it is if Tony Khan is you know paying attention, just keep your wrestlers happy and you would be fine. But right now there's a lot of talks about lack of communication and problems with talent relations. So that's the only scary part about it.
2: So in the two, this is definitely, this is definitely a fucking weekly episode, but let's handle it real quick. In the three (laughs) years that AEW has been around, there haven't been a lot of rumors or walkouts or contractual issues that have been made public. The MJF thing is, I think, is a shoot with work, written into it but there haven't been things where like ex-wrestler is unhappy walks out shows up on raw besides cody rhodes but that's i think a lot of that was the fans doing that to him i think he just didn't like how he couldn't steer his ship the way he wanted to yeah i agree Um, so with uh, so far tony Khan has been doing what he needs to because i don't know of any issues where
1: well, stuff just- to come out now that a lot of the wrestlers that are no longer on the contract, like they're coming out and saying like there was a lack of communication with Tony Khan. For one, that whole stuff that came out with Chavo Guerrero saying that Tony Khan gave him his blessing to go shoot, um, what was it, Glow, and then after that, Tony Khan like stopped contacting him, and then Chavo just like figured he was no longer with the company because there was no communications with anybody in the company. Joey Janela said on uh, Renee Paquette's podcast that when he was uh, when his contract was up. He wasn't re-signed, but he figured he wasn't no longer with the company because the company never reached out to him and told him that they were not re-signing him. Joey Janela was trying to reach out to AEW and Tony Khan for a couple months saying, hey, I'm not on TV. I'm not you know, getting sent any uh, travel to the show. Am I a part of the show? And then, hey, my contract's coming up. And it was just silent. And then all of a sudden, his contract's up and he figured, well, I guess I'm no longer with him. Like, you you would think that you would at least contact somebody and say, hey, thanks for your time here, but we're going to go a different way. We're not going to use you, whatever. But, like, you're not communicating this with the wrestlers. Marco Stunt said the same thing. Uh, we hear about the whole lack of communication with Jonathan Gresham and Tony Khan, leading to, like, them cursing each other out at the Ring of Honor show. So little by little, more things are coming out that there's a lack of communication with Tony Khan and – contract negotiations or character development. like You're not able to get to Tony Khan and talk to him about these things. And then on the other side, you have all the ex-WWE wrestlers who come over saying, oh, well, Tony Khan is so approachable. Tony Khan is able to talk to us whenever we need him. And so there's the problem. It's like, all right, if you're an ex-WWE guy, you can have Tony Khan's ear and you can have a conversation with him. But if you're not, then you have no communication with Tony Khan. So that's the only thing that I think could cause an issue if it's not like fixed now especially with Triple H taking over the creative of WWE and the way it's moving, that could cause a big issue.
2: Yeah. And that is, I mean, you mentioned only, I mean, to be fair, four, five wrestlers with issues out of the dozens that are there, but also people do trust Triple H. Yeah. Even people that haven't worked with him directly probably know how well he, you know, we saw the golden black brand. It was perfection. So
0: there's a oh, lot of faith.
2: Fucking great. In <laughs> what decisions he's going to make. So, it's it's going to be very interesting. I think we're going to really have some things happening. I just can't wait to see what it is. I agree. I'm excited. <laughs> me too. I'm excited. He's
1: ready for the ride.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am. <laughs> I am.
0: I am tell for... him, <laughs> my boy Blue. You tell him. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. That does it here for our top five picks of the week. But we'll be back next week with another one. Since we're talking about, you know, the man himself, Paul Levesque, we will be doing our top five Triple H moments for next week. Everything oh, yeah. overall. It doesn't have to be in, in the ring, outside of the ring, everything what he's done throughout his career, in and out, in the business,
2: mm-hmm. in the
0: world of professional wrestling and moments, everything overall of, of Triple H. And we got to thank this man, you know. He's done a lot for us, the fans, and what he's doing now, what he's going to take. You know WWE to the next level coming up within the next 20 years. Plus, I mean, Trump is just not that old, but you know, he's but he will be there for 20 plus years, and so that's for sure. And also, yeah. another uh announcement to make sure you guys go for our SoCal fans. Here you go at the Whiskey Go Go, oh, I will be there because I will be there supporting my brother. Be. You were last time. We, last time we played the whiskey, you were there. Of course I was there. Pretty sure. I was out front row. Yeah, I was there front row, baby. And that's right, yeah, baby. That's right. When Whiskey will go, of course, fake the story, ladies and gentlemen. They're gonna be there. The director will be there rocking with his well, camp, I gotta say it, but uh, fuck it I don't care. TV MA rocking with his cock out. Fuck it, who cares? It's the cock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be wearing pants hold time. I promise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right, and so make sure you call a fake. The- Forward. click on our link tree We follow the director and the fake for right there catch any other upcoming shows and, and for October as he will be here on October 21st at When We Are Hungry in Las Vegas, Nevada that's going to be an incredible show there Uh for man aren't you excited here, 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 here
2: director look at our lineup fucking black flag dude black yes. flag just that alone is worth the price of admission I promise
0: oh yeah it is have, oh,
2: and yeah. it also has.
0: Man, and you're playing uh both nights or what night are you playing? Just
2: uh I don't <laughs> know if that date is yet confirmed. That I think that if you just pulled that up today, then that date is definitely confirmed. So yeah, Friday. Uh we don't know the time frame yet, but definitely Friday the 21st. So it'll be a party in Vegas. That's Ooh, what's up. That's what's up. Man, that
0: is right. So make sure follow or fake destroyed, ladies and gentlemen. Support. And yeah, you see, I mean, De Niro, man, he's rocking out, you know, listening to Fake Destroy, Even us, too, right here. See, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Brian Mutation, ladies and gentlemen, Mutation. Oh, Brian. Oh, man, Cook, we're already we leaving, man. You coming in, we're we leaving, bro. Oh, man, shout out to Nick Arias, too. Brian Cage or Christian Cage?
1: Um, I mean, Brian, it is top five cages, right?
0: <laughs> oh, <wrong. laughs> oh man, but yes, there you have it. Make sure you subscribe, follow us. We'll be back next week. Tune in on Sorry. Monday, of course. The Wrestling Delorean Podcast making its debut here on yeah. the channel. It will be at four o'clock here uh, Pacific Standard Time, seven o'clock Eastern, eight o- uh, six o'clock Central Time, and that's going to be every Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So I'm that's the beautiful thing That this is before us So when we're on Fridays Our top five Mondays of course De Niro He has a whole Mondays And then Wednesdays of course Before our MMA shows So that's even beautiful right there So Mondays Make sure And Wednesdays to Friday The time once again 7 o'clock Eastern 6 o'clock Central 4 o'clock Pacific Standard Time For all of our worldwide listeners And viewers Stay tuned Because fasten your seatbelts Because you're going to be listen to DeLorean here on the yes, CD channel. <laughs> and uh, I, I just uh, want to
1: take a second and say I really appreciate the opportunity of having me do a show on the Circle of Debate channel, so I appreciate that. Thank you very much.
2: Totally. Of course, man. That's great. All right.
0: All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. This is the host, Steve it's what I've been seeing, The director, of course, one and only, the topology world champion, Director Chris <laughs> <laughs> And of course, Mr. De Niro, the Lords of God, right here, Mike De Niro, saying we'll catch you guys on the next one.